And I'm that, 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 that. DJ Magic Dan on the ones and twos, threes and fours. Keeping it fresh. Keeping it friggity fresh on the miggity microphone. Chicka chicka one, two. Spinning oh. fire. Oh, this is after work. With Dan and Brooks. Where we talk about the things we do after work. Not that boring That's stuff in the middle of the day, of the day where yeah. I spin records, yeah, some play music for people that dance on a floor. I'm uh, with drinks if, in their hand. And if you're looking for a DJ for your party, shindig, get together. DJDanwood.com. Dan at DJDanwood. That was just a dot com. commercial in the, our intro. I, mean, I do weddings. Fine. I do parties. I do receptions. Business events. DJDanwood.com. DJDanwood.com. Portland metropolitan area. Well Portland metro. Travel. Yeah. Uh, Turns out the travel expenses included. I'm going to have to charge a multi-day rate. So. Huh? Yeah. Like, so like, let's just say you want me in New York on Saturday. I'm going to need travel expenses and probably going to need to be paid for two days because uh, it's going to take. There. Flight. Yeah. He's flying southwest. Um, I'm not. um, Also, you're going to have to cover the rental of the gear. Okay. That's not flying. It's it's probably much cheaper just to rent it. So I'm still on vacation right now. Fresh. We'll get get, uh, fresh from the wonderful air of the the forest. Fresh. (sighs) Feeling that wind blowing through my hair. down at the forest. You know, you know, we'll get to that. You know what the opposite of fresh air at the forest fresh on vacation free is? Air. What's that? What's the opposite of that? Uh, incarcerated air, where you where you don't get to leave a place until you finish your uh, prescribed sentence. Oh man! As as uh, you know, payback for what you did to society. Yeah. Anyway, I went and I visited uh, our friend in in uh, jail again. And last time, when uh, my wife and I went, we both visited him at the same time, and there was like no no interaction with the guards. You like push a button, say something. They're like, "All right, you can go in now," and you just like walk in the room, sit down, pick up the phone, and there's plexiglass. And it's just like in the movies, just like in the movies, and you're just sitting next to other people doing the same thing. And talking through a phone, through plexiglass. And then this last time, it must have been a different guard or whatever. But And, and this time, we, uh, we signed up for two different 20-minute blocks. So, we could have more time. So, we did it wrong last time. We did Because we didn't know that Some it was going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Thought maybe you'd sit down at a table with somebody. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. that's not the case. Oh, because there's probably only one. There was only one phone. Okay. So it was really awkward. And, you know, you're trying to follow half of a conversation. You're like reading lips. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But this time, uh, my wife went in first and uh, the guard says, do you have your ID? Well, remember, we drove an hour to get here. You drove an hour. I drove. She wrote for one hour. So I obviously had my my uh, identity, my driver's license to be able to drive for an hour mm-hmm. and cross a bridge with a three dollar toll in two directions. Ugh. Three dollars now used to be two dollars back when I was a kid. There's a sign that says "Do not believe Google." It is not a dollar twenty five. <laughs> 
But yes. Uh, well, last time, since they didn't ask for anything, my wife says, well, I'm not even bringing my purse. Oops. Uh-oh. But she brought a cake with files cooked into it, though, right? Yeah, obviously. And they're like, I'm sorry, you would be able to give him that cake, but you don't have your ID. And she was furious. Because obviously oh. we just drove for an hour. And last And they're time. like, you can't. But last time, whenever you say but last nope. time to somebody, mm -mm. it gets that person in trouble that, that let you get away with it last time. Yeah. So she just walked out. Oh. Hung out with me in the car for 20 minutes and then I went in and the guy says do you have ID and I says yes and I'm like alright and he's like I don't need to see it I just asked people if they have it <laughs> no uh, there was like a, a little door metal door that you open up and you set it in there and then mm. close the door and then he opens it from the other side and writes something down oh cool I assume he opens it from the other side waits a little bit and then shuts it and then says, all right, you can have your ID back, but doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. It's just, he just wants you to think. Mm -hmm. He's like, I asked, so I got to do this. Next time, you got that passport on you? Oh, passport. No, I'm not, I'm not willing to let that passport leave my hands in that way. Like, what if he kept it? Then you can't go to Then I can never Mexico. leave the country. Well, whatever. Literally that great outside of the country. Yeah, it's probably pretty cool outside the country. Anyway, so uh, I got to visit next time, and uh, and our buddy just got to hang out in the room. Or do they not call him? Was he waiting and nobody came? I don't think he gets to know, but they have a system where you can check out a cell phone, and you can have like text message. You pay for text messaging, mm -hmm. and so his wife, who was also there, who was going to go after us, um texted him and let him know what was going on i mean he wasn't too upset because she was going to be the first one and then me and then his wife and then the pastor was there mm -hmm. so he got to talk to people for a while cool well so much uh, he'll be out of there feeling fresh no time whole new world uh well dan my vacation man it was it was uh a trip it was a real trip Went to back down to the coast, my my parents' place down at the coast, and now my place. Did oh. I mention this on the podcast? Fresh cabin. I got a fresh new – my parents, the neighbor, decided that it was too much work for them. They bought the place five acres right next door. They bought it like eight, eight years ago maybe, and uh, it's a lot of work. Right. And they did a bunch of cool stuff to the place in eight years and like cleaned up there's a cabin like 800 square foot cabin that nobody's lived in for probably 15 years uh so it's you know got a hole in the roof the hole is leaked then there's a hole in the floor and there's like the door the front door is gone maybe they ripped it off because it they took it with them. The front porch is sinking. The front porch and half of the other house is sink down. So I got to, these are jo future jobs where I got to jack up and put in extra beefy. Concrete pylon. Concrete pylons, dig, dig holes and straighten everything out. I got to fix the roof on this thing. All that is just 
down the road and, you know, money to be spent. But like you bought a timeshare 15 years ago, this is my timeshare. And my yearly dues are taxes right. on this place. And How are the taxes? Well, I paid the taxes. How? Okay. 1500 bucks for five acres. That seems good with a cabin. With a cabin. And I don't know. Wow. I paid it. I was like, my, my parents picked up the place and I'm helping. I'm like, they're like, hey, do you want to fix this cabin? We just bought it because it was right next door and it was a good deal. Yeah. But if you want to move from the yurt and fix up this cabin and then stay in the cabin and then we can have the yurt for other stuff. Right. A lot of times the yurt was like, it was supposed to be ours and we're in charge of it. <clears throat> But then whenever anybody was coming up there and needed a place to stay, they would end up staying in the yurt. Okay. And then, like, our stuff wouldn't be where how it was when we left and, like, they're getting in the stuff. I left a bottle of, like, three-quarters full bottle of whiskey down there for, you know, the next time. Right. Came back empty. They left the bottle? Yeah. Uh, they didn't even, They left an empty bottle. They left an empty bottle of whiskey. Didn't even not even the decency of hiding that they stole my somebody. I uh, guess could have been my brother. I guess if they leave the bottle, at least you know they didn't steal it. They just drank it. I mean, it's still they, stolen. They didn't steal the Yeah, they consumed it. It would to me, it would feel worse if they took it home but didn't drink it. Oh, like drank it at home. Yeah. Okay. But if they just sat in the cabin and drank cabin whiskey, then it's okay. So it's a little more okay. So uh, as I'm looking at this cabin and just being like, okay, that's more money and money and money. And turns out it's got a pretty big roof. Like the roof is like 26 feet by 24 feet on one the side I'm going to be replacing this year. Okay. And uh, that's just a big roof. Like it's all new plywood. From trying prob- to probably need some new beams of stuff yeah. up there. It's weird. This cabin won't get into it too much, but they at the time they must have had so much extra tongue and groove two by sixes laying around. So it's not plywood on the roof. It's two by sixes and Instead of having your ceiling joists like every 24 inches, since Uh they use two by sixes, it's like eight feet. There's only like like four big old beams going holding this roof up. Jeez. And uh, so I'm going to be adding extra beams and either (laughs) ripping that down or yeah or uh, doing some other things. You're gonna have so okay, but but. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Before you do that, you got to like reverse engineer it and put in the new, what what do you call those things? The like. Rafters? The rafter area. That's got a name. But anyway, before you put in the new, the new top part mm-hmm. that goes right under that tongue and groove two by six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't take that off first and then build it. Like build it flush right up next to it and then rip the roof off. That way you don't have to measure. From underneath. From underneath. Okay. In unless that's impossible. I don't know. There's like some big holes in the roof. Oh, okay. 
not holes, but where water's leaked through and that uh, tongue and groove two by sixes have sagged. Oh, uh, that might not work. And like, so I'm going to be cutting out that section. I'm trying to, this is not a house. This is a cabin. Hmm. So, you know, cabin grade. Are you going to wrap it? Wrap it in what? Tyvek. Probably. No. Yeah. Nah. You should wrap it. Uh, right now, it's got the cheapest siding on it. When you rip off the cheapest siding, wrap it, and then put the cheapest siding back on. Well, I'm only going to be replacing some of the cheapest siding. I'll wrap that the worst, side. The worst part of it. Okay. Hmm. You should wrap There's it. There's just more and more cost. Every Wrapping time. is cheap. Okay. That's the cheapest part. But all these are like, I got to get a list of... Uh, just like what needs to be done, figure out the cost, estimate it, estimated, what's going to get us in there quickest. Uh-huh. Because roof. We're going from a yurt to this, and like even as it stands, besides like the damp and mold that's in there from the hole in the roof, yeah, it's still more airtight than a yurt. <laughs> right. Like so- there's no siding. I mean, there's no... The people that had it before ripped everything out, which is sweet because I didn't have to. You didn't have to get it. Like just little bits, nails and everything. They they gutted it and ripped out all the insulation and everything. So I just have to, you know, do some of that stuff and fix the problems and button it back up. Just leave all the walls open until the very last minute. Yep. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like as, you know. It's less drafty than a yurt. So we're able to. So you're only going to do half the roof, you're saying? I'm going to do half the roof because it's got like, uh, what are they? It's like a regular roof where it comes up to a point, Uh but it goes up and over. Oh. So it's like two flat roofs. I could replace this side. Oh. And uh, imagine an A, but one side goes up three feet, listeners. Yeah. So I'm just going to replace the side that's leaking probably this summer. And then cuz it's going to I'm going to do metal roof and yeah, you are. all that good stuff so I never have to ever deal with it again. At least not for the next 50 years. Knock on metal. Yeah, I'll be dead by then. My grand my great-grandchildren can let the earth take it or do whatever <laughs> or do whatever they want when that comes. And uh so it's just going to be a big job. But what we did get to, well, first, you know, winter just happened up there. Crazy okay. winter. Lots of wind. There was a snowstorm, two snowstorms. I was up there when we got snow here in town about a month and a half before you went to Hawaii. Right before we left or while we were leaving for Hawaii. Uh there was like 14 inches of snow down there. Wow. And my parents were trapped up there for like a week. Like they couldn't come down the road and then they tried and there was all these trees down over the road to get down. And they didn't bring their chainsaw? I think it was just too many. Mm. They just waited. They just went back up. Mm. Even their, they ran out of gas for their generator. Oh. But luckily they have the dual fuel generator which is gas Pro- and propane. propane propane so then they just had some propane tanks laying around that they were able to to run off that but because all that uh snow 
lot of trees came down like to get to the yurt there's like you drive in one way and then drive out the other way and trees had blocked both both entrances oh okay so my my parents had cleared one way in there and there was just branches and bunch of trees so we got making this massive burn pile <laughs> yeah massive burn pile and you know they're fun burn piles are fun until you know you're dragging for like eight hours just branches and throwing it on a pile a pile of right fire that's your kid's job though they're not quite old enough you know they're da- they're good for about 15 minutes of work this, right this now this 15 foot wide pile of burning wood mm-hmm. they attend to that <laughs> and okay i got some i wrote down some things you got notes uh the new cabin new five acres comes with a pond my parents finally they got a pond down there i heard about this and uh a lot of trees because it's like what do you call it like a little valley a, a goalie a goalie a goalie in the middle of the goalie are there ferns in this goalie there's ferns Pocahontas. There's a pond. The old neighbor, like, got a backhoe and filled in part of the gully, creating this pond some 40 years ago. Okay. And, but trees fell into the pond. Mm. So, you know, I was there two months ago and that pond was looking good. And now there's trees in it, man. Well, did you cut those trees up and take them out? Well, I don't know how. What do you mean? I mean, I need you a, got boat. a chainsaw. I need a. They're in the pond. How big is this pond? You can't grab them from the side. I can. I tried grabbing onto the eight-inch stump that was. You wrap a leaned. chain around it, and you get your quad, and you pull it out of there. I think I need to get out there with a, with like a little kayak or something, or put my. I'm trunks. confused about how big this pond it's is. Probably. 60 feet by 40 feet, maybe. That's, that's a good size. That's the size of a shop. It's a good size pond, I think. Okay. Enough for six good sized trees to fall in it and then really plug it up good. I yanked one. I yanked one out of there. It was a smaller tree and okay. it was laying on the dock. Yeah. Ooh. There's a little dock. Pulled that tree out of there, limbed it up and threw it to the side. You know, you just, when you don't have a burn pile, you just. Throw it over there. Just throw it over there by that other brush. And yeah. And hope a forest fire doesn't roll through there. But uh, how, how do you feel about swimming in a pond? Or you could just swim out there, tie a string around it, and then give me the thumbs up, and then we'll have like five guys yanking it out. Ooh. You're going to have five guys for everybody that comes to help? Mm-hmm. Five nice. guys and fries. Five, five guys, burgers, and fries. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll get in that water, I guess. Sure. Uh. Also, the pond's got an issue. Uh, when he built it, he built this, uh, where so this pipe comes up, and once the pond hits the top of that pipe level, drains. it drains and out the other side. Mm-hmm. So the pipe's been in there for a while, and it's uh, gotten rusty and busted off like three feet. <laughs> so now the pond's three feet lower? Now the pond's three or four feet lower. Is that a metal pipe? It's a metal pipe. Like You're gonna the, have to weld on a it's extension. The, it's like the twist, the twisty corrugated pipe. Oh, okay. Like twisty. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I want to not weld 
Yeah, no. I think it would involve like draining a good portion of the pond somehow. Somehow. And then welding this pipe bigger and then mm. letting it fill back up. So? So I'm hoping I can just swim out there, <laughs> swim out to the pipe, you know, with uh, a, some sort of new pipe that twists like twists on and clamp it on there. Have you ever heard of a thing called JB Weld? JB Weld? Yeah, JB Weld. Uh, just like squirt some of that in there. I do remember. Some Gorilla Glue. <laughs> about probably 14, 15 years ago, I was looking for a reciprocating saw. Some people mm -hmm. call them Sawzalls. That's a brand. Cordless. I, this was back when, before, like lithium-ion batteries. Okay. And I was like at this fancy tool shop and I said, I, I want like a cool... I had the junkiest. I had a Ryobi. Oh, no. That's not the junkiest. It was below. I had Ryobi. a Black & Decker. So, I had a Ryobi. <laughs> Ryobi. Uh, recipro reciprocating saw. Uh -huh. And I was like, I used it and it would only cut for like two minutes and then the battery was dead. That's not very it, long. It took a lot of power. And I talked to this guy at this fancy tool shop, Charles Day. If you're, uh, I have one very close to my house. I think they move close to your house. And I say, hey, I'm looking for this. He's like, oh, I can hook you up with, uh, I can hook you up with a really nice one. It's $700 for this uh, cordless. He said, but you can use it underwater. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, when am I ever going to use a, what am I working on my houseboat? And he's like, yeah, a lot of people with houseboats get them. They're yeah, really great. actually. And then now here I am. You're going to go back crying to him. Like, <laughs> Wishing uh, I had a reciprocating saw that worked underwater. Remember when you said you could hook me up? Um, I'm ready. Now they're $1,400. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're not getting hooked up anymore. Uh, so on the house, I, uh, like I said, there's a hole in the roof, this cabin. There's a hole in that cabin roof. Uh, I just put a tarp up there. Nice. Just put a nice little tarp. It's How big is that tarp? Not quite big enough. Oh, like I said, it you didn't was... just go buy the biggest one they had. Oh man, I don't for a hundred and twenty bucks. I don't know if you priced out tarps. What was the biggest one they had? The biggest one they had was thirty by forty at the farm supply store in Tillamook. Okay. And I was like, I had a couple things on the way down. I'm like, I'm a maybe I should go pick up. Like a tarp, da, 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 this and that. Every I don't know if you know this, Dan, but things are more expensive than they used to be. <laughs> How much was the tarp? It was $110 for like a 30 by 30 tarp. Oh. And it would have just been enough to cover that whole roof, but I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to spend. I was like, no, maybe my dad's got a tarp laying around. He had one that was like 20 by... Yeah, it was like 20 by 15 or something. Uh-huh. So, you know, I covered up from the top of the roof past where it was leaking, where the major hole was. Yeah. And I'm hoping that the water will hit that, go past the hole, and then be fine. Sure. We'll see. Or that tarp is just going to, you know, cave in right there and then rip. Nah, maybe. Was... I have a really big white tarp that I've... I bought and I was going to use camping at some point. And then 
every time I had it that we went camping and was going to use it, it wasn't raining. And I was like, well, I'll just leave it in that nice package because it's never getting that small again. You haven't even opened it? <laughs> never opened it. Man, you're sitting on a gold mine. Actually, I think I'm... I. I think I eventually did open it up for something like bark dust on the driveway. Massive tarp. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, man. Oh, and so there's just always things to do down there. Like I was saying, in that snowstorm, all the trees came down. One of them landed on the yurt. They didn't land on the yurt. It clipped the side of the yurt. Okay. I don't know if you know about these yurts. They're made out of canvasy, plastic canvasy stuff. Yeah. And uh they don't hold hold up well to being <laughs> to trees. Branches land on it. Uh-huh. But so my mom sent me a picture during the snow being like, hey, a pr- a branch hit or a tree hit your yurt. It didn't look so bad. I got down there. It's like uh I don't know, ten inch triangle triangular shaped rip Uh and like a few small ones i couldn't find you went to the to the store and said can i get a yurt patch kit please patch kit and they said no we only have thermarest patch kits and they're two inches by two inches so uh (laughs) what is it pacific yurts is the company that makes these things okay and they're still working off of like fax like paper and fax in what you want to order stuff there's yeah. not like an easy website to get stuff off maybe i have to call somebody you like fax dollar bills yeah do i fax dollars to them or something that work and uh i don't know i haven't looked into it but i got some white duct tape and it matched and i you know okay some heavy duty duct, duct tape that was 13 dollars a roll at that at that farm supply place. duct tape is like Especially colored duct tape is expensive. And I'm hoping it's good enough. Did you get the one that's like two inches wide or three inches wide? Uh, two inches wide, maybe. Okay. Okay. I should have got the three, maybe. All right. I've been sweet. But I'm looking at what tree fell uh, on the yurt. And about eight, nine years ago, I built a, uh, like a woodshed for the yurt using scrap wood that my dad had laying around, old deck wood and some leftover metal roof and he had. Okay. Just whipped it up in a day. I don't even think I measured. I was like, yeah, about this long. I'm just like cutting. I didn't have a, I was cut everything with the chainsaw. <laughs> right. And just, you know, just 45s and cut and whatever. And then after I built this thing, I noticed there's this tree growing at a 45 degree angle directly towards the woodshed that I just built. I lo- I'm like, dang. Whoops. I got to cut that thing down or it's going to fall on the yurt. I'm not on the yurt. Or the it's going to fall on the woodshed. Nope. Fell it, on the yurt. It decided during the snow slash windstorm, it was going to not fall just directly down. It did a 90 degree turn and then fell on the yurt somehow. Windy. I don't know. But, you know, my, my sweet little woodshed still still standing i'm still standing so uh yeah man i'm gonna be down there all all summer as many weekends and vacations as i can scrape together trying to get that thing to be moved into 
probably by fall, hopefully. All right. Well, we'll hopefully see. I'll be able to come down and one help you out. Times. One of these times. And then after that, uh, then you can stay in the yurt. Then the yurt will be open and free for for guests. Nice. We're staying in the cabin. It's just like this, you know, three-minute walk through the woods to get over to the cabin from the yurt. Nice. The people before, like, made all these cool little paths because trees fall all the time. So they just were took the stumps or the logs from the tree and put them on the sides. Oh, on so either side of the path. So there's just trails going through, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I found out that my Nike Air Monarch 4s, that which are very, very squeaky. <laughs> yes. If you're walking on moss, thick moss. Not squeaky. They don't squeak at all, man. All you need is just a little bit of moss on the bottom of your shoes. Never squeak again. Oh, I didn't think about that. I thought I what could. What do you mean? I thought I could what only. Mean you didn't think about I that. I thought my cat burgling places were exclusive in the forest. Oh, I didn't think right. to cut off. Just cut a some size moss. Thirteen chunk of moss and just taping it to the bottom of my shoe. Hmm. Yeah. Next time. Next time I'm down there, I'll grab it. I'll grab a pile. Dan. Yeah, do you got anything for? I know I just did a whole no, and and that was around the house, around the cabin, cabin. cabin. <laughs> Those were my Nike Air Mark Four squeaking, squeak, 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 squeak. Funny story. Funny story, Dan. I was leaving for the place that we don't talk about, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was really foggy. You know what doesn't do well in the fog, apparently. Ducks. Oh, no. I was like, oh, dead duck. Oh, dead duck. And I was like, if there's a goose up here, somebody's playing a prank on me. Duck, duck, goose, was there? No, there wasn't. Okay. There wasn't. But other funny story, when I was driving home from the place that we don't talk about, All right. actually to here, a goose no. was flying and like was going to, landed in the middle of the road, but like looked like it could have landed on the hood of my car while I was driving 35 miles an hour. Wow. I was like, whoa, hello. <laughs> and then it landed in the middle of the road and almost got run over. And I'm still not sure if it didn't get run over because it was in the middle of a road where people drive fast. Wouldn't that suck to be a goose? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. After flying south for the winter and then hanging out, turn around, flying back. And then getting killed, like, Boom. pretty close to Canada. Yeah. Those Canadian geese. Won the lottery, died the next day. Isn't it ironic? Made it south for, for winter, <laughs> died coming back. <laughs> uh, that is the, isn't that the life of a salmon? Isn't it ironic? Right? Like, it's gotta... the life of, they, they swim far, far away out to sea. Mm-hmm. And then they make that pilgrimage to come back. To their spawning ground. To spawn and die. Uh And they just die. And they're like, I'm done. This is it. That's it. Oh, man. Have you ever... I used to go up in the Columbia River Gorge scenic area. It's a national treasure, really, Um, around Multnomah Falls. Mm Mm-hmm. Before it got crowded, before all the Californians Been driving by that lately on the way... To, mm-hmm. to jail and there's usually a spot at this time of year even on a saturday or a sunday sunday 
Want to swing in there? See some falls? I probably should next time just swing on in there before summer. Um, but you would see those fish, the salmon, mm-hmm. and they're huge, right? Like they're two feet long, but they're just hardly moving at all and they're just dying. There's dozens of them. And you can't eat them? They're disgusting. Don't they turn like red? Yeah. Really bright red? They're like, have this mottled skin that looks like it's just. They're just fighting they're up just dying. They're just scraping up their bellies, destroying their body to get back to their spawning ground. Yeah. I learned about that in third grade. The circle, mm-hmm. circle of life of the of A the wheel salmon. of fortune. A wheel of fortune. <laughs> and misfortune. And other things. If I knew more words to that song, I'd say the words right now. Well, Dan, one last thing for the uh, down the coast. What? Uh, what happened? Remember I had a trailer? I had a trailer. Before your brother borrowed it and then it was thieved? I, I Yep. I had a trailer. I loaned it to my brother. It was thieved from him. And then he graciously said I'll buy you another trailer and then I got another trailer this one I liked least less than the one I had that, made and that you cherished. fixed by hand that I fixed by hand brought it brought it down to the frame used my one GoFundMe to pay for that trailer rebuild well, don't you wish you had that right now for that cabin oh GoFundMe it's too bad this cabin yep you only get one man sorry uh, you can only have one terrible thing happen to you, and I wasted on building a, a trailer. <laughs> a but trailer it was a nice that didn't trailer. lasted like a year. It was a nice trailer before it got stolen. And uh, so now I just leave my trailer, my second trailer, my, my stepchild, my redhead stepchild. Just whoa, leave whoa, whoa. Hey. <laughs> I, just leave the Steven. hair color of this out of it. And uh, just leave it down there at the coast. And people just fill it with trash, like garbage from remodeling. My mom's like piling stuff up in there. And they got to learn to not put full buckets, like full garbage buckets standing up. So this, they just fill with rain. It filled with rain. Or at least drill a hole in the bottom. And we get down there, and I'm unloading the trailer, <laughs> and there was a full garbage can full of water and like, bags of insulation. It's like a thousand pounds. Yeah, a fifty-five <laughs> or like forty-four gallon bucket full of water, and uh, bags of insulation that weren't tied tight. Mm. They just turned into water, big black water balloons in the yep. trailer. Yeah, and it was like. I think it was 1.2 tons in that trailer. And I'm pretty sure like 600 pounds of it was water, just water. How much does that cost to dispose of? What was the damage? $112. That's it? Yeah. Not bad. Not the coast. And Hmm. they they don't ask if you have, you know. Do you have any asbestos? They got a sign that says no asbestos, but nobody asked. And you did. And I definitely had it. I did get rid of some bags. Like I was saying, they gutted the trailer, I mean, the the cabin, and there was like 10 black plastic bags in there. I didn't open them. Don't ask no questions. Ask no questions. Those bodies disposed of now. Just getting out of there. Yeah. Probably a lot of asbestos and, you know, good stuff like that. That being said, Dan, 
We'll let you get back to work tomorrow. Hey, we don't talk about that. And I'm going to hang out for one more day. Oh, you dirty dog. But you know what everybody else should do? Just talk to their parents and get them to buy a cabin. And then start fixing said cabin up and email in the show afterworkpot at gmail.com and tell us all about it. All your tales of fixing up that cabin. And we'll see you all next time. After work. After work.